0: Come on! Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, strong and powerful, Kareen Schneider. Kareen, are you ready to do this? You bet. All right, let's let let's go. Kareen is the president of AST Private Company Solutions Inc. Therefore, they are a firm empowering companies and their stakeholders to achieve their goals through advisory, technology, and flawless execution. I'm excited to have you on. Kareen, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Sure. Well, thanks for having me. Um I live in California and I have I'm married to a man who is living his dream who's a pilot and a musician. So um it's great to be around somebody who's just always happy. And I have <laughs> two great kids and one of them is getting married in 6 weeks. So that's kind of the center of everything right now. And um and just enjoy living the California lifestyle.
0: Nice. And tell us a little bit about AST and why you're why you're doing this kind of work.
1: Yeah. Well I run a, a division of AST called AST Private Company Solutions. So we focus on working with companies that are Uh, unlisted or private companies. So, so, you know, sometimes people call that startups, but really any kind of company that isn't on a public stock exchange. Uh, And that could be LLCs or that could be C-Corps or any type of company that um, was developed because uh, somebody had a great idea, decided to create the company. So what we do is we help those companies manage their ownership. And it's, you know, for many people creating or starting a company is sometimes leading to life-changing wealth, and that's really an important part of the reason why people take the risk, really, to um, sometimes a risk with their career, a risk with their money, a risk with their family's money to do what they do, and it's really important when you take that risk and you kind of jump off the cliff that you make sure you manage the ownership of that company because at some point, there may be an exit. Someone may want to buy your company or your company may grow large enough that you decide that you do want to enter the public markets. And at that time, you have to make sure that it's very clear what you own and what others own in that company. And so generally that's stock, uh, you know, tracking the the stock ownership. And that's what our solution, Estrella, provides to very small companies up to very large privately held companies.
0: Nice. Well, that's certainly everything you just said makes sense to me. Does it oftentimes does does the water get muddied along the way?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many um, horror stories. I mean, you can just go watch the movie The Social Network and you know see what <laughs> right. the issues are. Even the the uh, television show Social um, was at Silicon Valley. I think people in my business we would always kind of talk uh, the day after the show aired about all the cap table and stock plan issues that came up but you know there the, are the horror stories out there about people who started companies together you know two people everything is great um, you're getting along well it, it's kind of it is like a marriage and then at some point something goes wrong and the cap table or the stock plan system is really the system of truth because you might have had a lot of conversations between each other about oh it's 50 50 and this is what's going to happen and things just change. I mean people's lives change, um, unfortunate events happen, uh, you could have a falling out and you may think to yourself, well I own 50% of this company and you know George owns the other 50% of this company and then at some point all of a sudden it's not so clear anymore. And by starting day 1 with a system like Estrella, you can start to memorialize that information so that down the road You can pull it out and say, well, look, this is actually what we agreed to back in 2021. And, you know, it's here. And and if we're going to make changes to that, then let's discuss it. But let's not pretend like what we discussed all those years ago isn't accurate in this system.
0: So is it a function of uh, you've 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 given us some 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 really good examples uh let's just say that you and i start a company kareen and we say you know Mm -hmm. we're we're, we have this awesome idea and it seems like it has legs and so we we incorporate we actually start an entity and just through late night conversations you know we're 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 writing down 50 50 on the back of a cocktail napkin and stuff like that we have handshake agreements Mm -hmm. um but never really put the stuff in, 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 in an actual legal document or process? Is that where people come up short sometimes, or am I missing it here?
1: Yeah, yeah no, that's part of it. Um, I mean, it, it is important to document this this information, and there are certainly lawyers who can help you or things that you can find at resources online. Uh, and then it, it needs to be put into a system um, that Estrella can provide to you. And we provide our system free to any company that has 10 stakeholders or less. And we do that because we believe it's really important for these early companies to use the system and not have um, the cost of the system be an issue. So once you put it in the system and say it's 50-50, well, that's pretty easy. But now the third person comes along. And you know now there might be a misunderstanding about what you and I are going to do with our 50%. And so are we equally going to give a percentage, are we now 33.3% each, or did something else change? And where it really, really gets complicated is when you start to be, take in investors. And investors are sophisticated people and they know what they're doing. And so our system allows you not only to enter the information, but also to model what happens. You, know, you and I now at 50-50, and somebody's shown up and said they'll write us a $5 million check and invest in our company. Well, what does that mean exactly, and how are you and I going to be diluted? And are we both going to give equal amounts, or is something else going to change? And so you get into things like people's titles. You know, I'm the CEO, and you're going to be the COO, so do I get more than you? Um, and like I said, it gets complicated super quick. So putting it into the system, like I said, a lot of times this stuff doesn't get pulled out till three, five, eight years later, and then all of a sudden, everyone's memory is a little short.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah, our competing interests that that miraculously pop up. Uh, so, right? What uh, this 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 de- de- definitely I, I appreciate you laying that out, and ne- now I can 100% see just all of a sudden, you know, what tangled webs we weave. How did y'all, mm-hmm. like AST has been around for, tell tell me a little bit about how you recognized or came to recognize this and then create a company around it.
1: Yeah, well is our parent company. Um, AST's around 50 years, started the same year as the NASDAQ stock exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we provide ownership management. We're what's called a transfer agent. So we do many other things around ownership, but ownership is kind of our lifeblood, and, and technology is at our core. So when we started this division um, almost three years ago, I had been working in this area. I was um, running NASDAQ private market um, prior to this, and I had actually run my own company. I started my own company. I had raised money. Um, and so I have a background in this particular area and I just have a real passion I I, I use the term life-changing wealth but I think this is the single most important thing that someone can do I mean if you look at Elon Musk and and Jeff Bezos and people like that literally changed their lives what they did and you always talk about how wealthy they are based on their ownership and their company so you look at how many people have that dream And sometimes the dream is, look, I just have come up with the the next best great thing, and I think the world needs it, and hopefully I'll be rewarded while I do that. And there's other people who literally set out to build a company so that they can sell it. Um, And then there's other people who want a lifestyle company. They want to build something that they don't – they want to be their own boss, and they don't want anybody telling what to do, but they want to have a nice lifestyle. So – I believe in supporting all of that. Um, I've probably been an entrepreneur since I was, you know, four years old and my dad built me a little grocery store in our basement that I would pretend that everyone would come shopping. Um, <laughs> and I just love it. So, um, you know, this is, this for me is, is just kind of my life's mission.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that very much. And I, I think it strikes me that, that, that the more intentional we can do about everything in life, really the better. And it's <laughs> sort of like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. How, how, how how possible is that for companies that are all of a sudden, you know, these classic Silicon Valley tech startups that start small and then all of a sudden there's investor money and now there's employees? Uh, how, how how do you counsel people to be intentional about this process?
1: Yeah. Well, what I find it, and I've worked with a lot of startups in an advisory capacity or, you know, providing them with uh, solutions that we provide. And I've been doing this for so long. I I really think it's important that people take care of themselves. And, and I mean that in a financial way. Obviously, people need to take care of their health and things like that. But I think what um, people sometimes do is they shortcut on the stuff that's important to them. So I'll talk to entrepreneurs and I'll say it's it's really important that you document this. So I was working with a woman founder the other day, has a great company, a really exciting, lots of growth. And she mentioned that her lawyer um, had uh, was going to give himself a a portion of the company. And I said, okay, you know, so he's doing that in exchange of services. Did you document that? And, you know, she's, well, I don't want to spend the money right now. And any money we have goes into the company. And I'm like, well, this is the company. You know, this is important that you do this. And it's like so many other topics you probably talk about around financial health is that this is the last thing people do and it's the most important thing. So I do think if you're going to start a company and you're you're putting a budget together, you have to put a budget together for some legal work. And I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not trying to pitch my own work, but I think it's important that the documents are created and then everyone signs. Um, when I started my first company, my founder, my co-founder and I, we actually signed an agreement between the two of us. And we had a lawyer draw it up about, you know, kind of like a prenup. What happens if this happens? What happens? How do we handle that? Uh, you know, we didn't put in equal amounts of money. So there was already going into this relationship and <clears throat> an imbalance. And so, again, I, I look at it like a, a marriage. You have to really think about what is going to happen down the road so that you can protect yourself. And that's why we signed the agreement we did is that we, we knew that, you know, we weren't exactly hundred percent equal to one another. We brought different things to the party.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that. In, in today that there's so many conversations about shareholders versus stakeholders. Um, so that strikes me as, as, as different and unique. And I want to sort of weave this question. Um, and as, as people are building companies and trying to bring on top talent, they certainly need to incentivize them through, through ownership or equity. Things like that. How are how are you thinking about that today? And has it has it changed with the current climate?
1: Well, I'm I'm a big believer in sharing ownership amongst the employees, and I think it, it really motivates them. I can tell you over and over again how. Employees make different decisions. So when you talk about stakeholders, you want an employee to become a stakeholder in your business. And if I'm the founder of that company, I want my employees to be making really good decisions. And making someone an owner, and there are different ways that you can go about that, motivates someone to make a decision in a different way. And when I say make a decision in a different way, make a decision for the good of the company. Um, yeah, there's always the example, I, Pepsi did had this example years and years ago where Coke didn't um, didn't share the equity as much as Pepsi did, and there was a, a little tournament in a town in Georgia, and the woman who was in charge of the tournament, she worked for Pepsi. And so she um, went to the head of the tournament and said, you know, I'd like to make sure we only use Pepsi products at this particular tournament, and the guy who ran the show said, sure, fine. And so that got all the way back up to the CEO of Pepsi. And he went back and he called the woman and he said, you know, really appreciate you doing this. This is, you know, the little things we want our employees to do. And I'm just curious why you did it. And she said, well, I'm an owner in Pepsi. So, of course, I'm going to do this. (laughs) So it's the little things like that 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 you are just intangible that – ownership changes, that a paycheck or a bonus does not change in a person um, because it's so short term. And people, you want your employees to be thinking long term and making the right decisions. So I'm a big believer that you need to spread the wealth. And I was telling this story to someone yesterday. There was a woman um, that I know she was employing somebody who was a friend of mine. And I said, well, what's your equity stake in the company? And they came back and said, oh, she doesn't um, share the equity with anyone. She owns 100% of the company. And my gut was like, oh, that's not a place you want to work. And the person took the job and went there. And it was indicative of the culture of the company. Like this person, it was her way or the highway. And, you know, the person didn't stay very long. They quit after about nine months. And they said, you know, I just can't work there because I don't feel like I'm part of it. And in this day and age, that's what we want. We want to feel that we're doing meaningful work. We want to feel that we're valued. And, you know, that's just the way it is. And equity has a great way of communicating that every single day of the year.
0: Yeah, I think that those are great stories. And that's something that, that you mentioned that, that you can use this system for free if there's 10 stakeholders or less. Is that something that, that yep. can be incorporated into this system?
1: Um, yeah, we have uh, the ability to track employee stock plans. So if you want to give your employees' stock options, the system tracks that. It helps you do the documentation for that. And we have a mobile app so that the employee any day because you know, wherever they're sitting in a restaurant with their family, they can pull it up and say, look, I have stock options. And there's even an equity calculator. So if the employee is sitting with their family and they say, what if the company sold for $100 a share? How much money would I get then? It'll show them exactly what the exit would look like. So you know, talk about motivation. If this person's maybe having a tough day or maybe looking to take on another job, these are the little things that really remind them about why it's important to work for your company.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, Corrine, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them?
1: Well, my kids are going to laugh, but this is <laughs> maybe a weird one you've probably never heard. But you know what? I'm a big believer in calendar invites. I know that sounds really weird, but I find that my success is because I help people get together Um, And and I know meetings is the wrong word because I use calendar advice in my personal life, too. But I think so often we don't move forward because we don't organize our time. And so I just think if you are someone who isn't getting where you want, isn't as successful as you want, um, make it happen. Make those meetings happen. Make those family events happen. And so um, when someone says, yeah, let's get together sometime, don't don't let it be that way. Say, great, how is Tuesday at 10? And if the person goes, yeah, I think that works, then send out a calendar invite and get it on everybody's calendar. And that way it'll happen. And if you don't do that, then you'll spend the next year saying, yeah, we should get together. That sounds really good. So that's my difference-making
0: tip. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Come on. Yeah, it's a simple little thing that uh, I think 100% can make an enormous difference. So I think that that's great. Well, Kareen, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you and Estrella?
1: Yeah, well, our website's pretty easy. It's that's astrella.com. That's dot com. So um, look, up, look up there. We have lots of great information. We have a resource center. And um, uh, mine at Karine at Estrella.com, C-A-R-I-N-E at Estrella.com. And if anybody has any questions, I'm always happy to chat with them.
0: Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Karine your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to Estrella.com. That's A-S-T-R-E-L-L-A.com and check out all the great resources and information that they have, particularly if you are... If you are the owner of a company or a stakeholder in a company, um, make sure that you are doing what you need to be doing on the front end to avoid massive pain and frustration on the back end. Thanks again, Corrine.
1: All right. Thanks, George.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight we are all in this together.